Hello and welcome to the Oasis Church podcast. Wisdom is living well in this world. It doesn't mean that everything goes well for you. It it means that whatever life is throwing at you, being able to live well through that experience. For what could be more foolish or weak or despised than a crucified man? A man dying on a cross in disgrace. And yet 1 Corinthians says that Christ has become for us the wisdom of God. Thanks for joining us. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge of healing, but the mouth of a fool belches out foolishness. The Lord is watching everywhere, keeping his eye on both the evil and the good. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Good morning, everyone. My name's Adrian. Good morning to everyone downstairs. Good morning to everyone upstairs. Good morning to everyone online. Very good to be in the room with you. Maybe you've never been in this sort of environment before, and at this point you're thinking, what is going on? He's sitting down, and why is he chatting to us? Well, we believe that God loves every single one of us and is longing for us to live in the good of the life that he has for us. And as a church family community, we're kind of looking at these proverbs Uh, one of which we've just heard wonderfully read out uh, by Emily, which is basically God-like sharing wisdom on how we can live life well, regardless of how well life is going. And therefore, like, if you're here kind of thinking, well, I don't know if I believe in God. Well, maybe there's still something you're going to hear today where you think, actually, maybe that is something wise. Maybe there's something beyond me that, like, makes sense of how I can do life that both does me good but potentially does others good. And for many of us in the room, maybe we do know God. And for us, it's like an invitation to dwell more in the life that he has for us. Now, because today's slightly different, like many of us are going to be in the room as friends and family of the Rapsons or New Bolds thinking, man, I thought we were just coming in to celebrate some kids, and now I'm having to listen to you. Well, we will get to that bit in a moment, but to kind of help us see the beauty of what's going to happen there, I'm going to sandwich what I say kind of around it. And so I'm like the bread to the stuff you actually want to see. Um, And in it, I'm going to pop up twice. So this is my first time. I'll pop up afterwards for a second time. And because kids are in, just so you know, it will sometimes be a bit noisy. And we're totally fine with that. You see, we're a family, and this is our home, and therefore it's not a museum. Museums are places where you're told to be quiet. Homes are where you just make it your own. And so please do that. If at any point you've got kids and they're like, I just want to get out of here, please do take them through this door, and they can find somewhere to run around and shout, uh, if that's thing. Otherwise, they're very welcome to shout in here. Um, The bit of the Bible that we've just heard read out by Emily uh, is this proverb where it talks about how we can seek to live well in respect to our words. That's what it's, it's doing. It's saying, actually, like what we do with our words has an impact. And I want us to understand that words matter. That's why God designs and says, actually, there's this way I want to cause you to live wisely with your words, because words matter. Maybe you don't believe me. Maybe you've heard the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but 
Exactly, words will never hurt me. But we all know it's totally untrue. Whoever said that was lying. Because the reality is, yes, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can deeply hurt me. In actual fact, words can have a much more lasting impact on my life than sticks and stones. To be honest, I can think of times where I've cut myself. I've never broken a bone. Um, I'm very indestructible that way, up to this point, but getting older, so we never know. Um, But words have had a deep, profound impact on my life, both positively and negatively. And my guess is every single one of us in this room, regardless of how old or young we feel, actually knows that fact that words have power. I just want us to just consider that for a moment. And the danger is once you see someone sitting or standing up front, you kind of switch off and you think, well, okay, I just better listen passively or I'll just scroll through my uh, phone. But I want us to do some work. And therefore, I want us to get into some discussions. And we're going to turn to uh, maybe one or two people near us. Uh, Maybe if we are kids, join in. Um, And I've got a couple of questions for us to consider. Maybe you're online. Please fill in on the the chat kind of your answers and maybe contemplate the second question I'm going to ask. Uh, Just maybe write it down in terms of an answer. But the two questions I want us to consider is this. How do we use words? That's your first question. Just so you know, there's no wrong answers. And also, I'm not going to be asking you to feed back. So don't worry about that. You can say what you want. And so firstly, how do we use words? And then secondly, can you share a story of how words have had a lasting impact on you? Now, for some of you, you're thinking, really? Yeah, just be as vulnerable as you want to. You don't, you don't have to suddenly like, bear everything. Some of us were like, I've waited for this moment forever. I want to tell everyone everything. Um, just to say, we've got three to four minutes. So please do shrink down. Spend about a minute on the first one, two to three minutes on the second one. Turn, discuss. You can chat in the room. My guess is... Like within the room, we could all think of like many different ways in which we use words. And I don't want to now repeat them because we've just talked about that. And my guess is each of us could think of something where words have been spoken that have just impacted us, maybe for for the good. Maybe there's some things that have said that have just characterized our life. I think when they said that, it changed my trajectory of what I've done with my life. It caused me to see myself differently or Maybe it's like words that were spoken that we had to get others to help us to kind of live free from. But words do impact us. And the writer of Proverbs is kind of sharing the wisdom that God wants us to see that actually there's a wisdom that God wants you and I to live with in respect to words in order that we live well with them, regardless of how well life is going. And in those verses that were read out, you can, if you like, dilute them distill them into kind of three ways that we're encouraged to seek to use our words, speak our words. Firstly, to be gentle. Secondly, to be considerate. And then finally, to be life-giving. And I'm going to stop now, actually. I'm going to hand back to Mike, who's going to lead us through to the dedications in a moment. But in it, I'd encourage you, just consider... As we go through the dedications, as words are spoken, like just consider, what does it mean then to speak with gentleness? What does it mean to speak considerately? 
What does it mean to speak where you're bringing life? Because what we're going to see is through the dedications, words are going to be spoken that are all of those three things. So I'm going to left us considering whilst we got to celebrate with the Rapsons and Newbolds, which was fantastic. Uh, just like that invitation to know God's wisdom and how we use words in order that we live well with the words that we use of seeking to be gentle, considerate, and life-giving, and, and thinking, what does that look like? Well, I think to live gently in our words means that we're seeking to be winsome and to bring healing. To be considerate, I think it means that we're seeking to listen and to bring understanding. We haven't got time. I'd love to talk a bit more about how the writer of Proverbs kind of talks about, like, when you don't speak considerately, you're like a belch. I thought, what an amazing image. Like, have you ever someone described you as like, oh, that was just like a belch, what you just said. And it's like, no, no, you want to live like that. You want to live considerately. And then we want to be those that speak life-giving. In other words, we're seeking to build up, not to tear down with our words. And as we live with that way of wisdom, of gentleness, of being considerate, of being life-giving, it's going to impact both the words that are spoken to us and the words that we speak. So firstly, in terms of the words that are spoken to us, do you remember sharing those stories? And I wonder how vulnerable we were, like those words that have been spoken that are impacting our lives. Like some of them are, are like really positive. Some of them are stuff that challenges us. I, I remember, and those who are around Oasis regularly, you'll know I've shared this story before, but I remember being um, spoken to by someone who was educating me and um, in school and and I think probably in their desire, or maybe just, they were just worn out in this moment. And I remember them just going around, everyone in our class, and just calling us by name and saying, you will fail everything. And then they caught to me, and I remember them saying, you may pass something, but you'll probably fail. And there's something in there that you're like, all right, okay. And, this, and, and it just took root. And probably took me about 10 years to figure out that isn't what's meant to define me. I can also think of a words that were spoken like 26 years ago on July the 6th when I married my wife Lucy, and she spoke these words that promised that she was going to love me no matter what. And I tell you what, like 26 years later, like that's just like defined who I am because I know that at my worst and best that she still seeks to love me. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> But what about, can, if you're like a guest here, you're realizing, all oh, right, this is how it is. People just shout out at you. Yep, that's it. Um, like, what if then there was one who speaks a word over you and me, who isn't just able to speak with gentleness, but actually is characterized by gentleness. In actual fact, is fully gentle. That's who they are in their being. And the Bible describes one like that, and that's Jesus. And Jesus is one who reveals who God is, and we're told that he is full of gentleness. And maybe what he speaks over you and me is meant to redefine everything else that's been spoken over you and me. 
And that's what I've come to discover is that what Jesus speaks redefines both what's been spoken over me that has been negative, but also it empowers me through what has been spoken over me that has been constructive. You see, there's this moment where Jesus is facing his death and he says this most profound statement that's to be spoken over every individual in the planet in order that we grasp the magnitude of why he was dying in order that every single one of us could know the wonder of who he is and what it looks like to have a relationship with him. And it's in John verses 13 to 14 where Jesus says this, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. See, Jesus states this out of his fully gentle being. And it's like covered in gentleness, this statement. It's like a statement of love, of being for us. But it's also considering, considerate because he's considering like making sense of everything he's about to do. Like, why is he dying? He's going to rise again. And like, why has that all had to happen? He says, well, it's got to happen as it's a statement of my love for you. But it's also going to produce something. It's going to cause everyone to know that they can be God's friends. Because it's there that he says it's not only something that's gentle, it's not only considerate, it's also life-giving. And so Jesus says, like, he's come and he dies in order that you and I can be called God's friends. And what that means is what he says. It means that we get to know that we're unconditionally loved and unconditionally accepted. And it's those words of Jesus spoken over you and spoken over me that have redefined every word that's ever been spoken over me. Because suddenly I've realized that Jesus says, I am unconditionally loved and accepted. And what that does is it causes me to breathe out and say, wow, I have nothing to prove. And the invitation is there for you too, is to have those words spoken over you that you are loved unconditionally, you are accepted unconditionally, and that caused you to live like me, knowing you have nothing to prove. But it doesn't just end with words spoken over us, this wisdom of how we live well in order that whatever life is doing, we kind of are able to use our words well. It's going to impact the words that you and I speak. Not only the words spoken by us, but the words, sorry, words spoken to us, but the words spoken by us. And with this, I guess I just want to leave us with an encouragement. You see, I'm a project of restoration. I'm just still learning this stuff. You see, sometimes I use my words and I use them well. Sometimes I use my words and I don't use them well. Even though I kind of know this wonder of how God has spoken to me, I think surely that should motivate me. And yet still sometimes, even though I've got this wisdom there, I can still choose to say, oh, no, I'm going to do it my way. I want to have it like this and not consider what it means to live well in my words. And so I'm a project that's seeking to learn on this. And I wonder if you are too. So my encouragement is, like, what does it mean for you to live well in your words? And I'd consider those three things of gen being gentle, speaking with gentleness, being considerate, and seeking to be life-giving in our words. And sometimes, if you're wired like me, you'll think, that's it, I'm going to do all of it. 
but then we just fail. I'd say, like, just pick one of them. Like, what's the thing for you you want to seek to do this coming week in respect to your words of saying, yeah, I want to tap in to this wisdom. I want to seek, maybe it's to speak with gentleness, seeking to be winsome, seeking to bring healing. Maybe it's to be considerate of thinking through, actually, what's being said here? Am I really listening? Can I bring some understanding both to what's going on as well as in myself? Maybe it's in order to be life-giving, thinking, yet yeah, this moment I'm going to seek to build up rather than tear down. Like, which one? That's it. Like, which one? <laughs>